Our text for today from our gospel, Jesus said to the blind man, Recover your sight, your faith has made you well. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, faith grabs hold of the greatest of all things. And what is the greatest of all things? Love. Specifically, God's love in Jesus Christ. But to what do you grab hold of? Is it that in Jesus Christ, or do you speak of faith in other ways? Everyone has some sort of faith. You pick up your foot when you're walking, and you have faith in gravity that your foot will return to terra firma. You have faith when you suck in a deep breath that you will get the oxygen that your lungs need to make your body work. Everyone has faith in something. But faith in Jesus Christ is a, is a completely different beast, completely different animal. And it's one that we would do well this day, according to the words of Jesus himself, to pay attention to. To do that, I would take you back hundreds, thousands of years from the time that Jesus walked the earth to a little shepherd boy by the name of David. David, the runt of the litter, although handsome, a ruddy complexion we're told he had. David, a little shepherd boy, was chosen to be the next king. Following a king by the name of Saul, who was great and big and strong, but Saul, who had a misplaced faith, a faith in himself, a faith in how he was going to change the world, of, of how he was going to change the kingdom about, well, navel-gazing faith was what Saul had, and he died with that damnable faith. So what's yours? Is your faith a looking out for number one? Is your faith humble? Does your faith look elsewhere and grab hold of something that is, is extra nose, that is outside of yourself? Think of David. Think of David as he faces the giant Goliath. How does he do this? David, who is but a young, small runt of the litter, shepherd boy facing a giant, a skilled and fierce warrior. The faith of David says this, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. You see, we live by faith, not by sight. Your faith, your God-given, Holy Spirit-infused faith grabs a hold of, of something that is, well, the world just doesn't understand. The world, the sinful nature, and the devil itself would, would try to teach you a different definition of faith. But true faith, saving, justifying faith, looks to God and trusts Him to provide always. David continues, this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, as of a lion and as a bear, 
seeing how he hath defied the armies of the living God. This day, little shepherd boy David says, the Lord will deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee. How could such a thing be possible? A shepherd boy untrained in battle. The armor they gave him, too big, too heavy to even wear. But yet his faith believed. His faith believed that God would do his work for him. Is this the faith you have? of trusting that God will deliver you no matter what giant you face in your life, whatever giant or elephant, as we might say, is sitting here in the room with you today, and you look at it and you feel it deep down, and it's it's on your mind and it's on your heart, and perhaps it's invading your, your very bloodstream and your cells and your muscles, and it seems so insurmountable. Think of the blind man. The blind man here from our gospel text, sitting by the roadside begging, begging for scraps that would fall from whatever table that would make, his, make its way into his feeble hands that he can't even see. Trusting entirely on the mercy and grace of others to provide for him, he's, he's begging But he's heard something. He's heard that there might be something greater than this life, that there might be something that would give some sort of a a ray of hope to him and his predicament. As David looks at the giant and believes firmly that the Lord will deliver him, even though this seems completely impossible. So the blind man looks to Jesus. And he cries out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. This is, after, a, after all, the Kyrie eleison, the prayer of the Christian, the prayer of the church, of looking for sustenance, for help, and for need, not within ourselves, but rather from God himself. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Faith grabs hold of the greatest of all things, love, but it's not your love. It's God's love in Jesus Christ. And so what does faith do? Well, faith equips you for every good work. Faith promises to stand with you when others may fall. Faith assures you that the Lord will provide all that you need for your very body and life, that no matter what temptation comes your way, that he will provide a way out that you can stand up under it. See, the faith that we hear of and speak of is so foreign to this world and even to so many Christian churches this day. Martin Luther, in preaching on this very text, says this, that one should trust and wage your body and life for eternity upon faith and upon the Word of God, well, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to reason. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. 
but yet there stood David. And yet there stood the blind beggar, crying out for help, for mercy. So what is faith? What is the substance of this faith that is is life-changing, that is life-affirming, that is power from on high given to you? Well, Jesus says it quite clearly at the beginning of our Gospel. Taking the twelve, Jesus said to them, See, we're going up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. The temple. The place where the sacrifices were brought. The place where the divine holiness and righteousness of God would descend. The place where blood was shed to cover over sins. See, we are going there, Jesus said. And everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. Everything you might note. Jesus leaves not one stone unturned, not one prophecy unfulfilled. And what would this look like? The substance of Christian faith? Jesus continues, for he will be delivered over to the Gentiles. He will be mocked. He will be shamefully treated and spit upon. And after flogging him, they will kill him. You see, the substance of true faith, of true saving faith, really has nothing to do with you or me or how we view the world or what we've done or what we've left undone. True faith, true redeeming faith, justifying faith, has everything to do with what's been done to him. what He has fulfilled, His good works, His perfect and holy love. Thus we have the epistle for today, 1 Corinthians 13. I've read it many times at weddings. It's a beautiful verse, beautiful passages that speak of the nature of love. But to be fair, no husband nor wife will ever have or be this type of love in and of themselves. Rather, this text from 1 Corinthians 13 speaks to the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Speaks to the kind of love that He has and now freely gives to you. His love that He wraps you with as you might wrap a baby in blankets in the water of your baptism. He who comes as well simple bread and wine that at his word, though you can't see it, is his body and blood. Faith grabs hold of the greatest of all things, this love of what Christ has accomplished for you. Thus Jesus prepares his disciples for what's to come, but their faith isn't there yet. These things are hidden from them. They did not grasp what was said. And oh, how we fall into the same trap, do we not? Of thinking perhaps that the strength of our faith will save us. That we are justified and redeemed because we have faith in faith. But oh no, 
The object of faith is never that which you have or will do or can do. The object of your faith is Christ, who stands before you again this day, who has come to the new Jerusalem, having now been the Lamb of God, who has shed his holy, precious blood for the sins of the world, for you. Ironically, it's the blind man who gets this, not the disciples. And he cries out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. But the world rebukes him. Be quiet, blind man. Go back to your place. Be content with what you have. So the world tells you and me as Christians to do the same. But faith is so much more. So much more. And even though the world attacks him, makes fun of his faith in this Jesus, this Son of God, says that such things are nonsense and and make no rational sense, the blind man cries out all the more. The blind man continually cries out, pleading louder and louder, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. The beautiful promise for all those who are blind, all those who are blind in their faith, perhaps their misplaced trust in themselves or in things other than Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he hears. Your Father in heaven hears your cries, and he knows your needs and well provides you. Faith believes God's word of his promise to sustain you. Faith cries out to Christ, Lord, have mercy. And Jesus simply says then, well, what do you want? Tell me what you need. And thus the life of a Christian is also the life of prayer speaking to our Father in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with the Holy Spirit now gives utterance to those things that sometimes we have problems just putting into words. And he says, ask, and you shall receive. He says that you will be given all that you need according to God's gracious will. He says ostentatious things that to the world make no sense that baptism saves you, that bread and wine is body and blood, that God cares for you even though your body, your physical body here may die, even though suffering may come, His Word remains true and steadfast for you. Thus was the faith of David. Thus was the faith of the blind man. And it's a faith that we must continue to define, to share, and to give. Jesus himself, these words that he gives at the beginning of the gospel text are are almost verbatim, exact words of what he says to the women who come to the tomb that Easter Sunday morning. Here in five or six weeks, 
We'll hear that text again. Women who are prepared to deal with death. Women who no doubt have tears in their eyes, who miss their Lord, who wonder what will happen next, perhaps when the other shoe will drop. But Jesus comes. He says, do you not remember that everything written about the Son of Man by the prophets shall be accomplished? Do you not remember that he was delivered over the Gentiles for you? That he was mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon for you? That he was flogged for you? That he died for you? And that now he is alive? That there is hope? That there is even a resurrection yet to come? You and your body shall one day rise as Christ has. This is the substance of our faith. So we don't have faith in faith. No, we have faith in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. For faith grabs hold of the greatest of all things. Always. Faith grabs hold of the greatest of all things, and that is love. God's love in Jesus Christ, redeeming and justifying blind sinners like you and me. God continue to grant us a heavenly dose of his word that our faith may be founded on his words, on his very life. In the name of Jesus, amen.